everybody, this is Issa Cosette, and you're listening to Issa's Way, your new favorite podcast that you didn't know existed, you didn't know you needed, but now I'm here. Um, not only just for you, but also myself to be able to learn on this journey uh, as I continue to learn more about my spirituality and different things about my identity and how I express that in my poetry. So those are the main things that um, I would like to be focused on um, my podcast with you guys. So this is what's Issa's Way. Um, why Issa's Way? And of course, like, yeah, your name is Issa. What's going on? Well, my name means um, thank you to God in Vi. And Vi is a language of the Vi people of Liberia, okay? And so, no, unfortunately, I wasn't born in Liberia, but my parents were. But I was born in Decatur, Georgia, raised in Snevel, Georgia, and I actually got my bachelor's at Valdosta State University in Valdosta, Georgia. So I'm a girl from the South, right? With the utmost uh, Liberian American upbringing you can be. So at home I am, and you know, my mom was like, you're Liberian here. And uh, at school um, at that time when we weren't so uh, able to be so proud about um, being from the continent and stuff, uh, I would be like black American. And that was very also different for, for me because there are certain things that I didn't experience um, and know because I wasn't like a traditional African American or black American. And there's so many experiences that um, kept us uh, maybe separate because my mom would be like, oh no, there's certain shows you can watch and um, songs you can listen to, but um, due to our religion, like being really Christian and like her just trying to protect us and show us like the best life and give us the best um, education, right? There were certain things she allowed us and didn't allow us to do. So that was my upbringing. And then I went to school in Alasta and was just tapping into figuring out this black American identity. And that opportunity um, led me to studying abroad in um, Puerto Rico at the University of Puerto Rico, Rio Vieles campus, where I took some linguistic courses in the English department and a Spanish course in general studies and that's where I met my mentor Maria Elba Torres Munoz you know and um, just got to learn about the Afro Boricua connections to the main continent and it just made me feel at home because all my life um, I've loved or wanted to speak Spanish um, I don't speak my parents um, language right so being able to have like Mexican neighbors and friends growing up and you know that being the only thing on TV besides basic television because we can afford cable at a young age, um, I just got super intrigued with Spanish. And I started learning at 13. So fast forward when, actually, I really wanted to drop out of um, college and I really wanted to get real. But I wanted to drop out of school. I remember, I'm African, so that can't happen, right? Like, um, I can't tell my mom who um, pretty much had to leave a war and her family like behind and try to make a living for herself you know and then later have kids raised like what you made this to college now you want to drop out for what and do what and you know even in college we're all trying to figure out what do we want to do 
Well, um, instead of dropping out, I said, maybe I'll study abroad because one of my friends, Amber Williams, had studied abroad in Senegal and it was amazing for her. And so when she invited me to this forum, I heard everyone speak about their different opportunities and I was just like, yo, this is what I need to do. I need to study abroad. And the next day I went to like um, the International Students uh, Office or Affairs Office and I was like, I'm trying to figure out if I can study about next semester. I think it was like October at that time. So I was super late over deadlines and somehow by the grace of God, there was a program called ICEP and um, this International Student Exchange Program. And um, I was a special education major at the time. And the two only two places available to me were San Juan, Puerto Rico, of course. And... Um, Germany and I was like okay well I know Spanish you know or like enough you know to get me around but I don't know Germany so I'm about to you know just go to Puerto Rico because just in case something happened I can at least you know maybe try to understand but Germany I don't know and that was my first time traveling not only just alone but just like really um I've traveled to the states and stuff but like with my family but alone you know and internationally you know yeah, we'll get there later <laughs> about me anyway but um yeah coming to Puerto Rico was the best bet um and I came January 2013 just a 21 year old girl with a whole bunch of hopes and like who would have even imagined right um because at that time I was just trying to really find myself I was a junior in college um, I think I hadn't passed um, the GACE test, which would have helped me become, be able to either be certified or like start taking my core classes in my major. And um, that's, you know, where I was like struggling because like I never failed anything. It was just like, what's going on? And so I got to Puerto Rico and while I was taking my linguistic classes, I also was able to take a creative writing um, poetry class. And that was the best thing that I ever did. Um, I met so many wonderful people and so many great friends. And my professor, um, Guillermo Rebollo Gil, and who just introduced me to this world that I've always wanted to be in. And from there, I remember calling my mom and saying, I want to transfer, I want to stay here. And, like, it was so crazy. I was like, I've done everything in my life, you know, for you and to make you guys happy. And, you know, I need to learn to live for me because, God forbid, when you die, not only am I going to be sad that you're dead, but I'm also going to be sad because I don't know who I am anymore because I've, I've lived my whole life for you, right? And so, what about me, right? So, I just wanted to figure out who I was and what's my purpose. And so, I said, what do I want to do, right? I want to travel the world. I want to write poetry and I want to help people. How? I don't know. It'll come to me, right? Because certain things you just got to put in the air and let God work, right? You also have to do your work as well. So um, I did my work by applying. Um, I try to, like, you know, connect my dots to see if maybe I can stay or whatnot. But the University of Puerto Rico is very slow, let's be real. Like, most universities, but what I'm saying, we in the Caribbean, you know what I'm saying? And, like, they're not going, no. That's not happening, boo-boo. Like, not when you wanted to. And especially, like, God's timing, you know? We always think that 
um, when we want something that's supposed to just happen. Like, God's timing is beautiful because it's when we're ready, not when we're, like, you know, immature. Because when we get certain things we're not ready, you know, we don't appreciate it or we run through it. So, it's just like, okay, a learning lesson. Well, at that time, I didn't get in. Like, I don't know what happened. And they, took like, gave me my letter months later after I was home. Um, back in Valdosta, so it really didn't matter at the time. But the fact was, I didn't get in, right? So I was frustrated, but because of the creative writing class, I had met a friend who said he was a creative writing major, and I said, how? He said, oh, interdisciplinary studies. And when I heard that, and at first I didn't know what it was, of course I looked it up, and I thought it was pretty interesting that I could focus on like different you know, majors, without having to do all of them. So I, I don't want to say if it's like a minors and everything because it's like I've taken enough courses in each field to like be able to graduate, but yeah, that was my BA. And, and so I focused in creative writing. I focused in Spanish and I focused in ESOL um, when I finished. Uh, school and my last course of my BA was uh, study abroad in Panama for this summer and actually I had an opportunity after that trip to start training to be a Peace Corps volunteer in Guatemala unfortunately I didn't get to finish my service and that was really hard for me because it was something that I felt like could have maybe lanced my career and not total the total opposite direction that I'm in now but I feel like it's better this way um because I was able to learn more about myself um I think I do know the Peace Corps did help me realize like I need to focus and appreciate my identity because for so many years I've allowed other people to identify me and like categorize me and certain things and the older I've got I've been able to recognize and find self and that's helped me, you know, accomplish and be where I am right now. Um, and so what happened in Guatemala was pretty much I was having a lot of panic attacks and, and anxiety. And it's just like the fear of unknown and not knowing what may happen to me in certain situations. If I'm going somewhere as a black American woman in Guatemala. And there were so many things going on out there. And I just didn't know. And I'm like one, the stats were what out of one out of every five of us, some saw or some crazy thing was going to happen. And I'm just like, oh, no, they're not about to protect me and I can't just let um, uh, other people just kind of scare me and stop me. So pretty much um, what happened is they were sending me to a counselor and she pretty much recommended that I come home for a while and just kind of figure things out until I, and then come back, right? So I got medically separated and I started going to therapy here. And I feel like it was the language barrier maybe for the... Um, psychologist at the same time at that time but also maybe god's will um because life we never know like death could have happened and then just saw and i'm just kind of glad that i came back home um and so i try to seek and start doing therapy but that <clears throat> you know was interesting and now that i'm against therapy i really want to go back to therapy and like um i used to go to <clears throat> my college counselor all the time so if you're in university student 
check out to see if the university has free counseling services and take advantage of that because there's so many free services at the university that people do not realize um, that you're paying for, right? So whether it's like the co-op and figuring out how to build your resume, how to get internship, how to get a job, you know, how to study abroad, how to go to therapy. Like there's like, um, um, like Alcohol Anonymous and like therapy. There's so many things and so many programs at university. So please check that out when you can. Um, if you need questions, hit me up. Um, maybe I can try to see what I can do uh, to connect you to your school and um, getting not only just maybe study abroad information, but also um, finding about the counseling services because this is free, you know, and for some of us, like me still, you know, who don't have insurance, um, we have to find these ways that we can get our checkups and get our program um, things, um, you know, make sure we're good on the inside and outside um, and all that. Plus, <clears throat> Where was I, where was I going in my spiritual journey? And, well, I say all that to say, uh, that journey in the therapy session um, didn't go well because I had a white therapist and she didn't understand me. But at the same time, I was working at an all-black law firm. Shout out to the Davis Bozeman Law Firm in Decatur, Georgia. The best law firm in all of Georgia. Like, if you need anything... They will do it for you, for the community. They are all black, all proud, so strong, so intelligent, just like there. So um, the wonderful sister of mine, Anana Paris Paris, um, taught me about self-care. And my sisters always taught me about self-love and just the different categories of maybe, you know, social self-care, economical self-care, artistical self-care, you know, emotional self-care, and just different things to help you uh, feel better, right? So being able to pay attention to my body, I was able to actually leave therapy because I didn't feel like, um, it wasn't just the therapy that was what I was running from, it was the fact that she just wanted to medicate me and I feel like that's the problem. Like a lot of things and people just trying to medicate um, instead of actually understanding and dealing with the problem. And I also brought the awareness, like, what if I don't have the medicine? What if I don't have access? I want to be able to know what's going on. So find, give me different ways so when I'm having an anxiety attack, right, how to, or a panic attack, how to be able to ground myself, right? Um, and those are different tips we'll share on the podcast as we go. Um, but on my journey, continuing... One of the advice that the, the first therapist did give me is to travel back to a place because I thought I would never travel again. Um, and she told me to go back to a place where I feel comfortable and that was Puerto Rico. And I came here um, that Christmas. It was 2014. And um, I just knew I just had to be here. So I applied for grad school because I figured I want to, you know, perfect my Spanish. I really want to, like, you know, embrace this Afro, like, Latino life that I really love because, like, and Puerto Rico was great for me because it's, like, all of my favorite worlds or the worlds that I know in one, you know, because some people here, like, embrace their, like, Afro, Boricua roots, you know, and then it's also a Spanish-speaking country, you know, so that's also good for me because I can improve myself. Though when I did come here, <laughs> I mean, I had, like, Mexican-American Spanish, you know, that I was used to and talk so I don't understand what these people say I was just like oh no and I'm sure this sometimes with my husband um I say things um I guess with a southern accent or as you can tell I speak really fast you know I'll work on that and and he'd be like what'd you say <laughs> so but 
just as you know, once again, we're in the Caribbean. So just as you know, when we hear the Creoles of the different islands, right? We have to think about the same thing with um, French and Spanish. So the Spanish in Puerto Rico, the Spanish Dominican Republic is very different, right? Than uh, of Latin America. So that's so interesting. Anyways, <laughs> I got in, of course, in Hispanic studies, and yeah, that was interesting because I was always I was put in just doctoral courses, and that I was just like, no, this I can't do it. And I wrote a poem just about uh, the island and how Puerto Rico was a black woman, and I shared it with, with my linguistic pr- professor. And she was like, you know what? There's a Caribbean literature doctorate. You know, like, I know you're in the master's now, but maybe when you um, finish, you can do the PhD. And so she told me about my professor. Then um, I was introduced to him, but he's now my mentor, and Dr. Donna Bankulbang of Ghana, you know, by the way of Wa, by the way of Tamil, by the way of Canada, um, and also Puerto Rico. He's just an amazing man um <clears throat> well she introduced me to him and i was allowed my second semester of my master's to take courses in the english department and so i took caribbean women fiction i took caribbean poetry and drama and i took um this ghana course which was the field work in ghana where we got to <clears throat> pretty much do investigation um, I ended up researching Mami Wata and um, Eferu and the Concubine, the two Nigerian novels, and I was able to just show literary representations of her. Anyway, so those are the three classes I took, and I just loved my like experience in the Caribbean literature because it, it felt so close to home, especially with like reading about spiritual encounters and magical realism and just like seeing the poetry or just fiction and just like also just um I was reading a lot about like Jamaican fiction and like helping me like really understand my friends and like um because there's so many people that I knew where I grew up that we were all first generation Americans like all of our parents came from different parts of the world right so we had Jamaicans we had Mexicans and we had uh, people from Laos we had other Africans like all of them all of us were like just all over the place and so um different Chinese Americans um Koreans all of Latinos like from all of like it was just like everyone so I kind of lost my train. <laughs> that happens when I get so excited when I start talking but reading this fiction um, just made me it just connected so many dots that I didn't feel because I never really liked reading like reading wasn't my thing it wasn't because it wasn't okay it wasn't that I didn't like it it was that I was only introduced to books that didn't have anything that I could connect with and I wasn't interested in reading those books so I could be able to skim books and pass classes or whatever do my essays but it was never something that I felt like I could not put down and in these classes that's how I felt um with this text so I ended up just switching over got it accepted I had to reapply get accepted into the program um and then finished and now, uh, I guess you would say two years later, I am just finished my first semester in the PhD program, and um, I'm excited. <laughs> so hopefully in the next, um, I would say I have another year and a half of um, classes. You know, I'm a claimant, 
finish two years of classes and hopefully the next two years finish you know i would like to be done before 30 because that would be amazing you know just just in a liberian american girl living in puerto rico doing her thing and finding herself and since coming to this one beautiful country i've traveled to 15 other countries and that's only been in a six year span um so literally like six years ago i got on a plane and came to puerto rico never knowing what may happen or where i was going or the people i was going to meet but it did and that's where this idea of this podcast came in because i have so many wonderful conversations with people and i learned so much and i feel like why or how can i share this information i mean i journal all of this down but those are my journals i haven't really ever like like wrote it down or published them i just published my poetry but i feel like podcast is another way that i'm able to share this information so um that's where isa's way is like oh long shirts is coming around come from so isa when you say my name said isa way right so that's where isa's way comes from um because i'm just trying to figure out my way i'm on my journey you know um I'm trying to be this light of life. I'm trying to embrace my spirituality, my relationship with God, and you know my new relationship and marriage, and this stage, and also this new stage for me is also being a doctoral student, and this new stage of me of just really embracing um, all of my talents or my fears, and just hoping for the best on this new journey. So, what's going or how am I on my way? I'm on my way because I've started and I'm never going to stop. I'm on my way because from now on, I'm always going to be consistent in everything I do. I'm never going to say something and not follow up with it. For the first time in my life, I'm going to hold myself accountable for everything, every dream that I've ever had or ever wanted and I'm going to be great and I'm going to do great things and I'm going to help people do great things and help them share their stories and tap into their light and just be able to feel the wholeness that I feel and this light that I feel so they can continue to be the light to others and that's my purpose and that's why God is here you know and with that once again I'm traveling the world right I'm helping people and not only just with helping them find their ways but I educate kids teaching English, I also teach some poetry here, right? So this is a beautiful opportunity that I'm doing to give back. And um I'm traveling the world, I'm helping people and I'm writing my poetry, you know? I write my poetry I published, I've been writing um for some years now. You can check out my work um at isekoza.wordpress.com. You can also follow me at at Issa Cosette on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. That's E-S-S-A-H-C-O-Z-E-T-T. And follow me. Show me some love. Give me some feedback. Tell me what you want me to talk about. Tell me how you feel about your spirituality, your identity, or if you have poetry that you would like to share, or maybe here in the future. I can't wait to see where this grows and I can't wait for you guys to just experience what I experience on a daily basis and I'm thankful that God brought me to Puerto Rico 
Um, I'm thankful that the times that I thought I wanted to be here, I wasn't allowed to be here. And I'm thankful for the times when I thought I wanted to leave that I didn't, right? Because living here is not easy. It's paradise, but it's not easy. And I'm excited to show you the beauty, you know, in the struggle, but also like just the resistance, resilience, and also just the growth and also just the history and also just the understanding and the fact that we are beautiful people who are just trying to be loved and I can't wait for you guys to meet my wonderful guests on the show and also hear more about my um, life and my journey. I have so much to tell you but I won't always take up too much of your time. I'll try to give you enough detail and I just I'm so excited. I like I can't believe I'm doing this, but this is amazing. I can't wait to put this out there to the world. Once again, this is about to be great. I'm about to do good. I'm gonna get better and I can't wait to see how Issa Way, where we go and who we meet. So thank you for joining me. Um <clears throat> be blessed.